0: hi there and welcome back to gridlocked my name is tracy taylor traffic reporter in the seattle metro area so thanks again for being a part and subscribing to my podcast and let's recap what we've done for the last episode where we talked about the traffic and the traffic volumes on the first two weeks of the alaska way viaduct closure let's just put things into perspective here you lose a major artery getting in and out of the downtown corridor that runs north south it puts a lot of added pressure of course over on i-5 And that's exactly what we saw once again for week three. Uh, So, is this our new normal? It is yet to be determined. So, we are in the final stretch of the last couple of days until the brand new Highway 99 tunnel opens up. And I'm going to level with you guys. I was live this morning on our CBS affiliate talking about the uh, tunnel to viaduct 8K run. It's a weekend full of festivities, getting ready for the grand opening of the new Highway 99 tunnel on Monday. And I cannot even put into words the emotions and the feeling I had had watching 29,000 runners run through that brand new Highway 99 tunnel. It was amazing. And I have done traffic in this city for a very long time. I mean, a very long time. And it was just so cool to see. All of the Seattleites and people from around the area come in just to check out this brand new tunnel and there has been a lot of naysayers when it comes to the tunnel and uh, how they felt about losing the Alaskan Way Viaduct and I for one was one of those naysayers until today seeing this new tunnel and this new stretch of roadway guys I'm gonna level with you it's pretty cool If you didn't get to experience the walk or the run, there is a bike ride tomorrow. However, it is all sold out. But Monday morning, our commutes are going to change a little bit. Uh, We're gonna see a lot of people wanna test out this brand new tunnel, and that's exactly why we're going on at 4 a.m. over on Cairo 7. Uh, Not only that, but we do have a threat of snow in our forecast as well. But this is going to change the landscape. This is going to change mobility getting in and out of the downtown corridor. Now, is it going to be as easy as the Alaska Way Viaduct? No. I'm going to level with you here. Uh, The brand new uh, ramp, off-ramp to the stadiums, Soto, uh, is not going to open for at least another week or so. They still have a lot of work that they need to do down at the south part of the tunnel and those off-ramps, but our first exit, nope, not in the tunnel. There are no exits in the tunnel. It's at Seattle Center, it takes you to the Space Needle, it drops you out closer to South Lake Union. And of course, this is going to confuse a lot of drivers and this is going to put a lot of added pressure, of course, on the surface streets as well. So we are going to be watching that very close. I know DOT along with uh, some of my colleagues will be watching this. So again, this could be a change in the way we get in and out of the downtown corridor. So I'm going to level with you. The last couple of weeks have been exhausting. Uh, Not only for me, because I am a traffic nerd, Uh, I have been since I started doing traffic in this city, Uh, I've always been fascinated by traffic patterns and um, traffic in general, but I am super excited to see what this is going to do and how we're going to change up our day-to-day when it comes to commuting in and out of Seattle. Now, it's going to put a lot of added pressure on I-5, and hence the reason why there was the hashtag if you're familiar on Twitter called seattle squeeze or via doom a lot of people felt as if losing the viaduct it meant a doom on traffic and well yeah there were a couple of days that felt like doom and gloom but you know for the most part we adjusted and we did good commuters all around the area did their part whether it be trying out transit for the first time or you know shifting their schedules and uh, we did see that over the course of three weeks with this closure we saw a lot of people change up their commute times we saw early on commutes out of south king and pierce counties and i think that's going to be our new normal guys i really do i think we're going to see people leaving their houses and homes early enough so they can get into downtown and get out early enough i mean the commute started as early as 4 15 4 30 and then we saw our afternoon commute and rush really pick up around two. And that's kind of normal, but not really. I mean, for the last couple of years, I've really paid attention to when our afternoon commutes really start to ramp up and they've been anywhere between three, 3.30. But that's different since we lost the Alaska Way Viaduct. Now, is that gonna change because we have a new tunnel and a new artery that goes north south? Yeah, that's yet to be determined. But of course, I am going to be watching that very closely And you're going to hear more about that here on this podcast. So I have to tell you, though, being the traffic nerd that I am, I am super excited about this new tunnel. Now, I wasn't at first. And with covering three closures of the Alaskan Way Viaduct, one with the Nisqually earthquake that shut down the viaduct, and it really made city and state officials pay attention to the stability of that elevated roadway. Now, did they inspect it? Yes. Did they feel as if this was still safe enough for drivers? Absolutely. We wouldn't have been driving on it uh, for as long as we have if it wasn't safe. But the question was there. If we have another big earthquake like we did with the Nisqually earthquake, will the viaduct survive? And city officials, state officials felt as if no, it wouldn't. And that's the reason we have this new Highway 99 tunnel. Now, it came with its challenges. It came with being over budget and significantly late, but better late than never, right? At least that's what officials say. But I'm really excited about this. Now, I am super sad that we've lost one of the most beautiful stretches of roadway here in the Seattle area. The viaduct is what sold me to move here way back in early 2000. I mean, just driving up the elevated portion, looking out, seeing the waterfront, the ferries come in to dock, the Space Needle, and then soon enough, we had the Great Wheel there. My husband took some pretty amazing pictures um, from the viaduct, not only just before it closed, but also when he's been stuck in traffic. Now, I don't condone taking pictures and texting and tweeting when driving, but when you're stopped, and you have one of the most gorgeous sunsets. You got to take advantage of it, right? Well, now that we've lost that beautiful view, now we're driving underneath the city. Who would have thought that would be an option for us, especially this day and age. But now we've come full circle, guys. We are going to be driving underneath the city. Now, Bertha had its challenges. No question where it got stuck. There was all kinds of controversy behind Bertha, but it still tunneled its way. And now we have this brand new tunnel. I hope you're as excited as it, of it as I am. But will it change the way that we're going to get in the city? I mean, that's the biggest question that just kind of hangs over my head right now. I get asked that a lot. Are we going to see better traffic with the new tunnel? Are we going to see about the same traffic? You know guys i think this is where we have to question whether or not we want to change our habits whether it be getting in our vehicles or taking transit or finding other ways to get to work now granted for me i really can't change a lot when it comes to my commuting i mean i work a split shift i work early in the morning for our cbs affiliate I work later in the afternoon for another CBS affiliate, but on the radio side. But is this going to change the way that I drive into the city? Absolutely. I have to change up my commute times. I know exactly when things are going to get rough, especially when it rains. So now I have to make an adjustment, whether it be 30 to 45 minutes extra getting into the downtown corridor. Am I excited about it? Not really. I mean, I spend, no joke, anywhere between eight, nine hours a day in a vehicle, and that includes for work. So am I going to make some adjustments? Yeah. Do I have to? Absolutely. Especially if it means getting to my jobs on time. But how is this going to change your way of life? Is this going to force you to look into taking alternate ways to get into the city driving different roadways, changing up the way that you commute, maybe taking transit for the first time, if not forever. I know a lot of people tried the light rail during the closure, and they loved it, and it worked for them. What about taking the train? Sound Transit has the south line or north line sounder trains, and they've been fantastic as well. I've had mixed reviews on all of my social platforms, on Twitter at TracyT Traffic, you can reach out to me there and talk a little bit about your commutes and what worked for you during this three week closure and tell me if you're going to drive the tunnel. I was so excited to be a part of Seattle history today, and I'm going to continue to wave that flag and be even more excited about this tunnel. Now, of course, it comes with its naysayers, and I'm willing to hear what you have to say, how you feel. So please, reach out to me at any of my social platforms, and um, yeah, let's chat about it. Now, I have to talk about the um, tunnel run today. 29,000 people ran through that brand new tunnel, and I took a ton of pictures. And, of course, I did Facebook Live because that's what I do, uh, especially when I'm excited about something. And today I was genuinely excited. Guys, traffic is a passion of mine, and that's what's made my career. There's not one day that I dread going to work because I love what I do. And I love helping you get around the city. So again, reach out to me on my social platforms. I would love to talk about how you've changed your way of life, your commute times. Or better yet, tell me if you've changed by taking transit and trying out light rail or taking the bus for the first time. I want to hear your stories because that's what keeps me going. So what am I going to do now that the tunnel is getting ready to open on Monday? Well, the question came up after we got back this morning saying, when are you going to rest? I don't do that very well. Uh, I am a research nerd, a traffic nerd. I love reading data, whether it be, um, you know, the latest uh, information that comes down from some of the apps, the traffic apps here in the city. Uh, I know I check out quite a bit of them to see if they're working efficiently and effectively for you. I test them out on a pretty regular basis. And do I have a few that I favor over others? Absolutely. Um, But are they always accurate? No, they're not always accurate. But It's something that we've become reliant upon, especially when it comes to commutes. And that's not just here in Seattle. That's everywhere. L.A., D.C., Dallas. I hear it from all kinds of uh, drivers and commuters and transit folk um, about how and what they use to get around. And uh, it's really interesting. And I'm so fascinated by this. So again, to circle back, do I ever rest? No, I won't rest. I won't rest knowing, or I'll rest knowing that I got you to and from where you need to be on time and efficiently. That's my job, and I take that very, very seriously. So in the meantime, what am I going to do leading up to Monday? Well, it's Saturday night. I'm here recording this podcast. Uh, I'm going to of course, read up on some of my social platforms to see your pictures and, and, uh, what you thought of today's festivities for the grand opening of the new tunnel on Monday. Uh, I'm going to make a peanut butter pie and I'm going to relax and enjoy my family until Monday. And then all bets are off as we get back to the grind. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please subscribe and, um, Coming up in the next episode, I'm going to have one of my friends on. And I got to tell you about my friend. I knew her. Well, I should say we met through social platforms and we developed a circle of friends on social media and we've all become a very close knit group. But this one friend had become Somebody that I leaned on for a very long time, and I still do on a on a da- not on a daily basis, but on you know from time to time. She is by far somebody that I have trusted and encased in my life, and I owe her a great deal of my success because she's the one that continued to push me. And when she was dealing with her own battles, so we're going to talk to my friend Elaine who not only um, maintained her daily life working, but she also battled a very hard battle for women, breast cancer. We're going to talk about her journey, and we're going to talk about what she did now. She's cancer-free. So we're going to have her in our next episode. In the meantime, you guys, thank you again for being a part of this podcast. Yes, we are going to talk to my husband he's going to be a part of this as well. But I really appreciate you and all of your support throughout all of these years. And thank you for being friends. That's the first and foremost, the most important thing to me is my friendships with you. So again, thanks again for listening. Subscribe, tell your friends about this podcast, and we'll see you next Saturday.